All right, let's get going, guys. One, two, three, go, four. What wow. is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie Audio Experience with IFTV. This time, we are locked in quarantine, but we're all, I think, going a little bit crazy inside our house. So, of course, we have Antonio and we got Peter who join in on a Zoom call. Antonio, first off, how you doing? Everybody's worried about you. Everybody's worried. <laughs> you know, I am worried about myself. Forget about everybody has been worrying about me. You know, my son <laughs> locked me up. He took my keys uh, away from, uh, from my uh, drawers. Uh, he said, you're not going anywhere. He checks me even when I have to go to the bathroom. I mean, what the hell is going on with this fucking thing? Don't make me say something nasty, man. <laughs> Are you hanging in there all right? I will do anything to get the hell out of here, man. Antonio, Antonio, why don't you start working on like some of these skits that you used to do? Remember the Casano Wanda? You have a lot of time on your hands. You can make some new one-man show. Oh, Pete. <laughs> First of all, I'm doing my taxes right now. You will not believe the piles of papers that I have with me. So this is a nice break for me to break away from that shit. And um, I don't know. I actually, I've been checking out uh, the latest Wanda's videos on uh, the Corriere. And, uh, you know, <laughs> how are they? It's entertaining, to be honest with you. And I've been hearing a lot of rumors that Ricardi might be coming to AC Milan, Pete. You might like that too. You know, sure. why not? Uh, yeah. You're reading really sit on the bench for Milan also. He'll, he'll, he'll get that number nine and. and... No, actually, Pull right back down. The nine is going to be fighting with Milik. Apparently, Milik might be interested on, uh, on coming over. I don't know why. I don't so, know why. So, huh? for everybody that doesn't know, Peter also. Uh, Peter, how you been doing in uh, locked in your quarantine over there? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to stay home as much as possible. Haven't really gone out besides grocery shopping. I'm trying to work from home. And so, I mean, I'm lucky enough that I can work from home. My, my computer, my phone, and, and type away, kind of do some research, and then that's it, really. I see it you just cooking. Sucks. Oh, yeah, I've been cooking a lot. I made pizza. I made my uh, non nuts spinach rolls. Came out really good. Octopus. We have some extra time on our hands, so might as well. Oh, nice. Octopus. Yeah. Anthony, you name it. If you tell me something, I'll cook it for you. Oh, God. But I'll you do a curb, curbside, curbside delivery. I don't trust you. You are an interfan. You can poison me. Nah, <laughs> I wouldn't poison you. from an interfan. I wouldn't poison you. Hey, about I introduce you to my son, all of you guys. So, I, you know, the people that get to see who my son is. Come here, Nico. Come here. Just say hi. Just say going, Nico. Nico. Nico, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. Without, What's up, guys? <laughs> without this guy, we would not be having this video call right now. Sure. So shout out to Nico for setting okay. this up. Grande Nico. Hey, I thought I'd bring my wife for a couple of minutes. She puts up with all my BS. I mean, she's been putting up with me for 30, for 30 years plus. I mean, she must be a freaking saint to put up with me. Come over here. Come there over here. She is. Oh, get lower. Get lower. Are we see her. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We have one question for her. The okay, number one ahead. thing that we're asked is Is Antonio the same way on camera as is that?
It's not the most important thing. Soccer is not the most important thing that's happening right now in the world. And with coronavirus, it is going to be the priority. Um, but us, as football fans, we need to think, we need to at least talk about it to get our minds off this thing. So that's why we're having this discussion. So the idea right now is that they're hoping by, that, by the end of May, I think mid to end of May, they'll be able to start the season up again. And then the Euros have already been moved and we push um, until June, until the end of July and be able to play the rest of our games. That's okay. That's interesting. Hey guys, you know what? We started to talk about all of this stuff here, which is extremely interesting. What about a shout out to you guys? You guys uh, did an incredible job. You just uh, pulled together wow, over $13,000 and, uh, and ship all of the 100% of all the, the, the benefits from that design shirt over there to Italy. You know, uh, coordinating the whole effort with Cannavaro. That was a great idea. That was a great idea. And, uh, and we hope that those $13,000 went to, uh, to benefit some of those Italian poor family and the people they are uh, struggling to, to stay alive over there. That's Antonio, I've known you for a long time. I don't think you've ever given us a compliment like that. Well, listen, Thank once you. in a while, I have to just uh, treat for myself. So, uh, <laughs> so you know what? You know what? Sure. I got to tell you something. Even... Uh, I made a, a tiny little donation to uh, someone else, and uh, I've been uh, on and off messaging with uh, with Joe Barone. He he's very he's very pleased that um, you know we're we're talking about this thing here right now, and uh, and uh, I gotta tell you, I mean we are all in uh, in this all together because uh, this is uh, you might see a lot of I mean, I mean a lot of us. I just let's hope it's not one of us, but. Uh, some of us or our family may, may not be there in the next uh, few months. So, uh, you know, I know a few people that they got very close to, uh, to lose their life. So, you know, let's take it, you know, let's take as much as we can in and then uh, let's hope for the best. What do you think, Pete? No, I agree. I mean, first off, the initiative was amazing. I think to be able to raise $13,000, it speaks words for IFTV, for Marco and Mike's work. And also the ability, you know, to, to cultivate a community, because that's what we, we kind of say. IFTV is more than just culture. It's, it's the, our fans are probably one of the greatest fans that exist, you know, and they're so, they understand what it means to help each other out. And I think that's what it comes down to. When we're able to give and we're able to help when another person is struggling, it's so important. And, you know, like you said, the whole world right now is, is pretty much struggling with this situation at hand. And, you know, we're in New York and New York is the epicenter of the oh. coronavirus here in the U S and as you said, I know some people that their parents are, you know, in the hospital right now. And it's, it's scary. You know, you have, you have hospitals where no one's allowed in. So, you, you know, you have people that are dying alone, you, you know, know not to bring up a bad note, but it's, it's very serious. Hey, since we are live, I have a, 
I have a lot of friends. Actually, I have my daughter. You probably, you know, you know Loretta, right? Mm -hmm. All of you, you know Loretta. So she's on the front line. My daughter, she's uh, she's my hero, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is careless. She just does. She's not afraid of anything. She just jumps in. She does everything. So uh, maybe if she watches this podcast, I said, "Hey, Loretta, we all love you." Number one. Number two. You just send that love to all the Methodist uh, uh, hospital over there in Brooklyn. It's uh, you know we're supporting you all the way. And uh, you know even my son, he's got a couple of very good friends that he, they grew up together, Neil and Joe. And they're still a Methodist too, and they are again on the front line, just fighting uh, this, uh, like everybody else, uh, trying to, uh, you know, ward off all of this uh, nasty virus. So um, you know, you know how in, uh, you know how in Europe they all go on their balconies and they clap for the workers. Right. Let's do an IFTV one. Let's do a clap for your daughter and for all the people that are that are healthcare workers. Okay. Oh my three! Oh my three! Oh, like that! Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys. For all the doctors over there, and Methodists, and all the, the New York hospital guys, great job, great job. So, so uh, like like I was saying before, we use this more of a, as a distraction. This podcast, right? It's a it's a time where you could get away a little bit and and forget about some of the problems that are happening in life. I know for me, that's been one of the hardest things is not having football there, where it could take you away from the problems that you have in your life and all these things that that occur, um, which is a great escapism. And I've also seen a lot of people who has messaged us saying we want we used to watch the podcast to get away from our life and be able to to laugh and mess around a little bit so while like we said it's a it's a, an important lo a note i also want to talk a little bit to get our minds off of it so that i i want to go back to the days that we used to scream at each other and just argue about who's better and all this stuff so if we could do that for a little bit um i think it would be important and and i'm reading questions because again we're doing this because so many people ask us to um, so thank you again, Antonio and Peter, for, for, for coming on the Zoom because you didn't have to. Um, but we have, we have a really uh, a good one to start it off. Just what do you mean you didn't have to? Without us, you, 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 what, what are you going to do? Who are you going to rely on Mike? Come on, come on. Hey, listen. Listen, today. Flipper. flipper is going to flip on you. Be careful. This week we had uh, Cannavaro on Skype and we had Cutrona on yeah. Skype. I, I but we don't need you over but, here. But now, now, now oh, we, <laughs> I didn't oh, say that. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say now we have the best ones on Skype. Wow. Hey, by the way, Cannavaro. Listen, Cannavaro, Cutrone, Nesta. Uh, who else? Of the Del Piero. Uh, what else? Uh, Grosso. Grosso. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, hey, hey. Cool. By the way, by the way, we are working on getting uh, Mustafi on uh, on. Uh, to, uh, to do a little interview with, uh, with IFTV. So uh, let's see if it works out. I Fred, if you're listening to the podcast over there, we want Mustafi, okay? <laughs> this hey, Mustafi, we know who you are. We love you. <laughs> we, we know how you play. We want you to come to play for AC Milan, okay, Mustafi? <laughs> All right? All right, so Who's I got to pay for him. Oh, don't worry, we'll take care of that. Louis uh, Vuitton, okay. Louis Vuitton's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's right. the questions. I got a first question, and I'll bring this up because since it's it's relevant, it's on the topic. Um, mm -hmm. This week, Agnelli said that if the if the season goes out, um, he doesn't want if the season gets canceled right now, and um, and they award the scudetto and they award all the stuff. He said that Juventus do not want to be awarded the scudetto. So the question was from um, I don't I don't know what his name was, but he said, Antonio, what do you think about Agnelli not wanting to accept? the Scudetto if Serie A doesn't start again? Well, I think it's a, it's, it's a noble thing to do, number one. Number two, he, he knows that he, he cannot really have, have uh, the Scudetto awarded to him because the Campionato is not really finished. And number three, 
it's uh, the distance between the first and the third place. It's like a, it's like a handful of points. So uh, if it was uh, like, uh, I don't know, 20 points difference, then you say, hey, this is uh, almost a, technically almost impossible for anybody to win. So for him to be claiming that, uh, you know, the Scudetto should be awarded to Juventus would be a, a disgrace. So I think he took himself out of the, out of the contention and it's, uh, he said the right thing. He, he did the only thing that uh, he had to do. You know? I agree with you. I agree with you, Anto, because I saw a couple of people comparing it to England and the Premier League, which to me, it's not comparable because, like you said, Liverpool's up like 20, 30 points. For it's, me, if they end England, they're two wins away. Liverpool's two wins away. It makes sense. For a league like Serie A, where Juventus, Lazio, and Inter are so close, there's no way that a Scudetto could And I will throw in Atalanta, too. Okay, we throw in Atalanta, too. You know why, right? Why? Because Gasperini. Because of Gasperini, because of Ricarda, because of uh, my friend Mirko. We have a lot of friends in Bergamo. So uh, we got a lot of friends. So, uh, and we're pulling for Bergamo. You know, Bergamo is one of the cities that has got uh, some of the highest number of uh, infected and, uh, and um, people in trouble. You know, hospital here and uh, plus the, the contagion over there is like a nightmare, a real nightmare. I just sometimes I don't even want to put the news on anymore because it makes me sick just looking at it or listening at it. So, uh, Anto, we have another question for you. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you one last question before we get everybody else's. Uh, Ali said, Anto, is your son an AC Milan fan just like you? Well, he, uh oh, my son, he really doesn't care. He's one of those, uh, you know, weird kids that they go to college, they watch basketball, they are into video game, they listen to rap like you guys, a bunch of... <laughs> I mean, he, he's not into... He used to be a very decent player when he was a young kid. Then he fractured his wrist twice on the same uh, spot and uh, he kind of himself took himself out of contention. So uh, my daughter is more of a soccer habit. And uh, Wait, say who she likes. Uh, Del Piero, of course. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, but she likes Maldini too. So uh, there we go. Yeah, she makes up for it. Wait, what's it? Let me, let's see your body scarf in the back, I, by I, the way. Listen to me. My wife likes AC Milan, by the way. Yeah. Nice. All right. There we go. You, you know. got one. <laughs> you know why she likes it? Because she's got no choice. If she doesn't like it, I, I, don't, I don't bring my money home anymore. We got a good question right here from Tony. Tony hmm. Fabri. He said, uh, if you could play at a Serie A club solely based on the city, where would you go and why? So, Pete, where, where would you go? What city? Ah, uh, come on. It's easy. I would go to Milan. I'd play for Inter. I mean, Milan is – I love Milano mm. as mm. a city. No? Antonio, where, where would you go? I don't know. Look, my wife, she's, she's fixing my body flag. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing. Okay. First city, of course, is Milan, but uh, my city is Bari over here. And uh, Bari has one of the most beautiful stadiums. It's called the San Nicola. And it's been decided by one of the most famous architects in the world. That his name is, uh, you know, don't make me say it, Renzo Piano. He's the same guy that designed the Centre Pompidou in France. And he's got millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, spectacular buildings still standing. Even the New York Times building over there across the street from uh, the Port Authority. That's him. So, where, you remember where that crazy guy, he went all the way uh, to, uh, you know, he, he, he claimed he just started from the very bottom. He went all the way to the top and then uh, he got arrested for uh, climbing the building. So, the, that building is a New York Times. Uh, the New York Times building is Renzo Piano. Wow. So, um, Mike? Um, I've, been, so I've been asked this before. I think I probably do... Olympiacos. 
<laughs> no, I'd probably do uh, for Serie A. I'd probably do Fiorentina mm. or or Milan because uh, me and Marco actually you gotta choose study, one. Study you got to choose Milan one. So nice. Fiorentina is such a nice city too. Verona is also nice. Oh, man. You got to choose one. I probably pick. Uh, you see a flipper. <laughs> when somebody flips, he's got trouble. You know, it's all depend where he lands, Marco. He has to land on the, you know, whatever the. the as bird. long as he lands on his feet, that's what counts. Right. Exactly. Uh, I'll change it up. I'll, I'll pick Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I was I was thinking Florence too, but I'll, I'll pick something different. Um, I'll say Venezia, Venice. Ooh. I stayed in Venice for a little while. And I always got the feeling that um, there's a lot more to explore. And I felt like living there would be like living in like a painting or a dream. Anto, you lived in Venice. So tell yeah, me. For almost five years. So uh, ah. I'm going to tell you something. Venice, you can learn uh, about Venice. Uh, if, you stay, if you stay over there one year, you will know every square inch of Venice, believe me. So uh, from time to time, I find myself watching some old movies uh, about Venice. I actually recognize some of the merchants over there. Actually, wow. talking about merchants, they should, you guys, if you have time, you should be watching the movie, The Merchants of Venice. It's a Shakespeare-made uh, uh, movie. I mean, maybe, I mean, based on a Shakespeare uh, book. I read and I think the book, it's Al Pacino, yeah. the main uh, character over there. So uh, you should be watching that, okay? Was it on Netflix? I'm not sure. It could be on Netflix, but it's called, it's The Merchants of Venice. It's an unbelievable movie. I think I read the book. Yeah, I, read the I think book. we had to read it for yeah, school. we were forced to read the, I don't remember. Oh, you were forced to read, Mike. Good for you. <laughs> At least he can read. You know, when I, when I was young, I was forced to 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 read the Odyssey, Mike, oh, about the Odyssey? all that, that that Greek mythology. Yeah, I, I didn't read that. Else. I didn't read that. So uh, I know all the gods and the goddess of the Greece. There we okay? go. That's why you're so smart. Oh, thanks. We got another question from Tony. Oh. We'll start off with uh. We'll start off with. No, I can't start off with Antonio for this one. It's too easy. Um, we'll start off with Peter with this one. Um, Tony says, who was better in your opinion, Pippo Inzaghi or Cassano? Uh, when we say better, we have to define better. Is it based okay, on technical I'll skill it. or I'll based on his, on his career? I'll define it for you. If you're making a team and you can only put one in, there, in the team, who do you choose? I pick Cassano. I got to go with Antonio. I got to go with Antonio because Cassano is that playmaker. I mean, even though he's crazy, the stuff that he was able to do was unlike uh, many others. I mean, he was right there with Totti Del Piero as far as talent. Um, That's it, right? Yeah. Inzaghi, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Inzaghi. The guy is a goal scorer. He's, he's there when he has to be. He was always... Uh, on the line of the offside and and during the time when he played the offside rule was a little harsh uh, whereas if he was offside they would call it off right away I think he would have at least another 50 goals if he played now Easy. because yeah because of the offside rules and and uh, how it's changed but still if I have to pick I gotta pick Cassano and he's an oh. inter fan too just uh, you know that's Anto? good that's Anto, do, we, do we even have to ask you Oh, I don't even ask. Actually, you know what? Recently, I was watching this survey on the, the, the best 100 players. You know what? Cassano was not even listed over there. That means those people that they, 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 they were asked to make that list, they're a bunch of idiots. So, uh, Totti, I think, was number 33, 34, Pirlo, number uh, 40 or, or, or change. I mean, you know, except for Maradona, Del Piero, I mean, Mar not even Del Piero was on the top 20 or 30, if I'm not mistaken. 
not even Baggio. Imagine this. It was on the Gazzetta dello Sport. That was maybe the, a week ago. And uh, if you look at it, there was uh, someone uh, just uh, compiling a list of the best 100 players in, uh, on the history of the game. And, uh, you know, I, I would put Cassano on the top of there, and then I would put the Maradona and then, and then all the rest. But, uh, Anto, why don't, you make your own, why don't you make your own list and we'll publish it? I think I'm going to do that. We could write it. Yeah. We, we, we could post it online for you. That's it. You know what? Now you get me something to do. I'm sure people are going to have the same, uh, <clears throat> same predictions as you, too, for the list and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to see how many people put, like, uh, uh, Cassano number one. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, Mike. You'd be surprised, Mike. Yeah, I know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different route than you guys. I'm gonna say Inzaghi. Uh if I had to if I had to take one um in a team. Uh also slightly because Antonio's here and I just I want to be a little bit different since everybody picked Cassano. Uh but also because I think getting a, a pure natural finisher, um a guy that could breathe the game, he just sniffed goals. He would see where the ball was going before anybody else. And I personally like when I was growing up, I liked to play as a number nine. And I really admired Inzaghi for the way that he always knew exactly where to be. He knew when the ball was going to bounce, you know, off, of, off the post and he was going to be there to tap it in. And I think when you have a guy like that, who at any moment in a match, at any flip of a switch, he could put the ball in the back of the net. I think it brings a lot of confidence to the rest of your team. Marco, I think you, could, you might be a little too young to probably remember, but Inzaghi used to play for Juventus, used to be a big scorer for Juventus. And then all of a sudden, Del Piero showed up on the scene. And the Juventus had to make the hard choice to, yeah. to either keep one or let the, uh, the other one go. Well, and I would choose Del Piero still, but... And guess what happened? Inzaghi came to AC Milan and he won so many Champions League that uh, he would have never won with Juventus. How the hell yeah. did I like that, but listen, you didn't even pick your own guy that you just made an argument for. You chose the guy that never won anything. There is no way to pick. Cassano's number one. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. You want me to get another... Do you want me to move on to another, another question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, who do you think is the best Serie A duo of this past season? Of the past season? Oh, let me guess. Peter is going to say Lautaro and, uh, and uh, what's his name over there? Lukaku. Well, I got to tell you something. I don't agree with that. I will say Milinkovic-Savic and uh, uh, Luis Alberto. That's fair. That's really tough. Why? I was gonna, I was gonna say based off the stats, I would say Luis Alberto and uh, and Immobile. Immobile. Well, I don't look at the many how many goals they scored. To me, to me, it's what they're capable to do, and what kind of a difference maker are for their team. That's what I look at it. Inzaghi is a finisher. I mean, Inzaghi. Uh, Immobile is a finisher. Sometimes it's lucky. That guy, even when the, when the, he kicks the ball outside, the ball somehow finds the way to to get inside of the net. But. Uh, Luis Alberto and Savage, those are unbelievable. And you know what? I'm going to add for Atalanta, it will be Ilicic and uh, the Papu Gomez. How the hell are you like that? I like that. Pete. Um, so contrary to what you think, Antonio, uh, Lukaku, Lautaro, ha- halfway into the season, I would have picked them, but they have gone a little cold as, as far as a duo is uh, concerned. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Dybala Ronaldo as a hey. as a duo, you know, because look how many goals Ronaldo was able to score. He tied the record for did he break the record? No, he tied it. The, he tied it. He tied tied it. Batistuta's record for most goals. Everybody was on his case in the beginning. Oh, he's not scoring anymore. Or he's too old. And then we see also Dybala 
the guy coming off the, the bench when he starts, whatever role he's been asked to, to, to perform in, he's been able to meet Saudi's expectations. I know we might get upset and say, how the hell is Dybala on the bench when he can come on and score these fantastic goals? But, uh, you know, tactically, and I guess to Saudi's credit, I know you don't like to credit him as much as maybe you should, uh, he's been able to understand the game and, and, and change the game with his substitutions. And, and Dybala has been able to score. He scored a, a fantastic goal versus Inter, unfortunately. And um, I, I have to say Dybala and, and Cristiano Ronaldo right now. Listen, Pete, I think this quarantine is putting the chemicals in your brain all together correctly. I think I'm sick right now. That's the problem. I don't know what's going on. You know what? Stay away, Pete. Don't uh, <laughs> eat on, uh, on the camera, Pete. Okay. No, I think I, I just need more oxygen. I'm stuck in the house, so there's not enough oxygen. So your oxygen levels are low. You kind of think a little messed up. So. Nah, nah. You just stay in and you keep it. Mike, who's your duel? Probably Papu and Ilicic. That's fair. Uh, been, they've been beast. They couldn't stop scoring. They're doing the Champions League, Serie A, you name it. So. Guys, how much does it suck for – I'll name three different people and teams. How much does it suck for Lazio, who are having the best season they've ever had? How much does it suck for Immobile, who's having the best season he's ever had? And how much does it suck for Atalanta for all this to go down, the year that all three of these things just magically, like, did amazing? But you know what? I'm against. I'm against the just finishing up the seasons like that. Somehow, somehow you're gonna have to find a way to uh, to finish. You know, whether it's gonna be uh, postponed or just uh, moved up or whatever the case might be, this has to be a sign. They cannot really. We cannot let this virus dictate what we do with our life. This goddamn virus. Don't get me started because I might just go off. I might just say what you. You don't want to hear about it. But I, I'm telling you, the problem is, not so, yes, what happened and what's happening right now is, is crazy. And we don't want it to dictate our lives. But unfortunately, people are dying. So we have to be cautious. Yeah, but and we have I, to make sure. Pete, what I meant to say is our life is going to go on at some point. But uh, let's yeah. own us when this whole well, thing. Of course, we have all the people that they're dying yeah. on the first place on our, on our life. And but... but we're not. We're not gonna just. This, we're not gonna let this virus well, the, over our life in the, for everything that we do and we say. No, for sure. But I think. I think. I think for for soccer, yes, we want to be able to finish off these seasons, whether it be in July or August. But then you have to also pay attention and, and try to make sure it works. And and the unfortunate yeah. thing is, there is no timeline. We don't know when things oh. are gonna. Not necessarily go back to normal because I don't think they're going to be back to normal. If, if the season resumes, it's going to be with an empty stadium. You know, uh, the game is going to be played with no one in the field. So you're. Go ahead, go ahead. So I'm just saying that I don't think that it's suspended or canceled altogether like the Wimbledon. I don't know if you saw today, the Wimbledon was canceled yeah. altogether. Um, but right now it's on hold, it's suspended indefinitely until they can figure out, okay, in a month's time, in two months' time, we can start practicing and, and training and then have the season start right after soon after. But before that, I mean, everything is, is upside down. You know, you have salaries to pay. You have players that are going to be out of contract in June. Does FIFA now change that to the end of the season, which will be August or September? Does, do you start the new season now right away in September? Do you start in October? Do you take away maybe a cup game? So maybe next year there'll be no Coppa Italia edition. Do you have something like that? You have to figure out what's going to be able 
to, to work because then you have the euros coming up. And the problem is it's all about this, you know, where there's going to be a lot of money that's going to be left on the table. They're already they're talking about TV deals not going to be at what they used to be because of what literally just happened now. And there's going to be problems where we're not going to know what's the next step or how we're going to be able to solve anything. You're going to have, you know, the euros. That's a big money maker for a lot of these federations for FIFA. And it has to be played. So you have the seasons that have to be played. You have these cup games. You have the Champions League that we still have to figure out what's going on. So, I mean, there's so many ifs, buts, and, and everybody's got their two cents and everybody has an opinion. You have the people that are, let's say, like, a, you know, at the bottom of the Serie A table say, oh, let's just leave it like that and next year and then we'll stay in Serie A. But then you have teams like Benevento who's having an amazing season in Serie B. They deserve to go up. So – you know, it, it's just but such a complicated is, situation. My team, Bari, you see in the background, Bari? Yes. My team is coming up on Serie B. So, huh. all right. Exactly. So I got to tell you something, Pete. Let me just, maybe I, let me rephrase what I just said. Maybe so, so everybody can understand. On a scale of one to 10, the life, even one person loss, it's number one for me. I'd rather mm -hmm. the sucker to, to be eliminated, but I keep that, that one person alive. Okay, Sacre will be number 10. But uh, moving forward, what I was saying is, look what we did. We let them win. I mean, this virus right now, he's got under, is it, we, we are under the impression that this thing is winning us. But this is the time that we have to fight a little harder to say, hey, no matter what, when this whole thing is going to be over, we're going to come back with a vengeance. Okay, but right now, soccer is the last, the life of even one person is number one. And all the, the shout out that we did before to all the medical staff that they are on the front line in Italy, in Spain, in France, in England, in Germany, everywhere. So those people are number one on the list because those are the people fighting on the front line. We are here, I mean, comfortably. We are frustrating, sitting behind the tables over here just talking about uh, what's going on, but uh, soccer is not number one priority right now. And actually all our listeners, they know because, uh, you know, when it's time to talk about soccer, we talk about soccer, but when it's time to, uh, to be serious about uh, what's going on with the life of our uh, followers, their parents, their grandparents, their relatives, their uncles, their hands, to their uh, spouses that might, might be working or the people that someone probably unfortunately has someone sick right now or dying right now. And I mean, um, I don't I can't even say in better words. I mean, soccer is not the number one priority. Actually, it's not even number 10 right now. So, um, but uh, we here trying to entertain our followers and uh, we, we just hope that um, this uh, podcast is going to keep the mind off a little bit, the major trouble that we're going through. Agreed. Agreed. Antonio, Antonio, you, you, you said it well. You said it really well. Um, and I, I agree. I agree. Um, so continuing on that path of uh, allowing people to distract themselves, we got a really good question that I think I've been looking at it. So I have somebody in mind and I'll let you guys think. Um, Maria asked, which player do you think should have won a Ballon d'Or that did not win a Ballon d'Or? And now, actually, as I say that, as it comes out of my mouth, I already know Antonio's got his name. Yeah. So... Um, I'll, I'll give you guys a second though. In me, for my personal opinion, I'm going with the kind of obvious one that everybody talks about, but I think Buffon, 
I think as a goalkeeper, it would be almost impossible to be able to. And there's many. There's many. Maldini and Baresi, they should have won one each. Okay, Antonio cut me off. You could say, what, what, what is it? Who is it? Maldini and Baresi. <laughs> Who's one? If you can only give one to them. Uh, I will say Baresi. Wow. Pete? Uh, I mean, for me, Snyder, 2010, the Wesley Snyder. I agree with he, that. He had, he won the treble, Serie A, Coppa Italia, Champions League. He brought Holland to the final in the World Cup 2010. He was easily one of the better players in the tournament for all three competitions. And he, that year, deserved to, to win it. Barcelona didn't have a good year. Uh, Iniesta won it because of the, the goal he scored in the World Cup. Nothing to take away from him. You know, that's the ultimate uh, trophy, the World Cup trophy. But uh, for what Snyder was able to do and, and where he reached that year, it was just he deserved it. I agree with you, Pete. And I remember during that Ballon d'Or ceremony, we kind of knew that Schneider was not going to get it. It always yeah. felt like – I thought Messi got it, but I guess you're saying Iniesta got it that year? Yeah. Uh, I think it was I, Iniesta. It was? I'll, I'll search in the meantime. To check, yeah. But I was I, – I, I'll never – I've never you, been more convinced that a player should have won the Ballon d'Or than that year. Schneider he, was absolutely yeah. unreal. He was and he out, wasn't even on the podium. It was, it was unbelievable what I, what I watched Schneider do. With Inter and that treble team, he was literally the maestro of, of everything. And he, that's a good one. That's a very good one because that was one that I was thinking of. Hey, Marco, tell Maria that there should be a Ballon d'Or for the career. And that one, my number one pick, you know it is. I mean, don't make me say it again. It's Cassano. The guy is one of the few in the world that I wound up playing for AC Milan, Inter Milan. No, it was Messi, oh, that one. It was Messi. Uh, Messi won makes it? it okay. even that makes it even more ridiculous yeah. because Messi, who didn't win a World Cup, Schneider was in second and Xavi was in third. And Schneider, and Schneider was in fourth. To wow. me, no. I saw wow. Xavi, I saw Xavi playing. I think Xavi not – I cannot really compare him with, with Iniesta because Iniesta played a little bit in front of him. But Xavi was the Pirlo of the Barcelona. Yeah, but not 20, not in, in 2010. There was no Barcelona for the way that they got kicked out by Inter. The Barcelona players should not have won that. They should have had to do something even more insane to have won that Ballon d'Or. That's pretty uh -huh. crazy. I mean, I never, uh, I never watched Baresi or Maldini or even Snyder oh. play. But uh, I've always heard about Snyder, how Snyder got robbed and he should have won. Like, that's one of the things that always stuck with me. It was like, oh. When uh, Inter won that triplete, uh, uh, Snyder 100% should have won it. But uh, for me, for my experience from what I saw, I'd probably have to go with Buffon only because I've seen his performances and how extraordinary of a goalkeeper he is. And, yeah, it's a shame that he hasn't won one. Well, we asked, we asked Cannavato, too, when he won in 2006. Um, I, loved, right. I loved the confidence that Cannavato had when he said the answer, where he was like, I was unbelievable. And he thinks uh -huh. that he won, he won that, the Ballon d'Or in the match against Germany, which if you go watch that match again – that should be studied in the history books for any kid that's watching that wants to become a defender. Go watch Cannavato versus Germany 2006 highlights. He was, he was winning headers against guys that were double his size. And he's a center back and he's a short center back. Too. But he spoke about yeah. the importance of as a defender, you're having to do that even extra. You have to do something insane because you're going against guys like Messi and, and Ronaldo. He was saying usually strikers win it, but being a defender to win you like how marcus said you have to do the extra that's why it's so hard for someone else other than a striker to win it mike ask canavaro about baresi he will tell you that baresi was probably one of the best I'm ever sure. you know back uh, then baresi was playing the libero 
Now, uh, Cannavaro, when he played in the Italian national team, uh, the liberal position was already uh, gone. Uh, the formation uh, did, not, did not contemplate to have the liberal on the back side of the defense, but, uh, you know, it, it was probably playing on the system. It's, of, it's, it's, it's just for English, it's sweeper position. Libero is a sweeper position. Okay. So, uh, Babare, he, uh, he was the one. He was the one that everybody wished to... Uh, to emulate that guy was unbelievable. He was like a machine, a, a, a spectacular machine, never losing a bit. You know, if Saki, if Saki taught them how to move up and down the field, and how, you're gonna see the perfection, the level of perfection of, uh, of executing the offside. It was just second to no one. No one will ever, ever watch an AC Milan game without just counting at least 30 times you know, the, the offensive player being put on off, offside and just being ridiculed. Anto, real, real quick, question for myself, for myself. Um, I asked this because it's Saki's birthday today, and I was explaining to Mike, Mike was saying how long he coached for, and I, I just know the stories that Saki didn't coach very long. I think my dad told me in the past that he, st he had to stop coaching because he, he was stressed. Time. Yeah, he was stressed out, plus he had uh, some heart problem. How long did he coach for? Not that long, to be honest with you. A couple you. years, but, right? No, he coached AC Milan for a few years, but then... He coached I, the Azzurri, right? He the, national, uh, the, the Italian national team, and then uh, after that, he, he dropped everything. As soon as uh, the Nazionale was over, uh, he stopped coaching. I think he must have... Have a, a, I don't know if he did a, have a tiny little stint in Parma, but I doubt it. I don't remember that. I, I could be confusing, but uh, I don't think he did, uh, he did anything anymore. But Saki, after uh, the, the national team experience, uh, he... he he got out. I mean, he got very close. We went to the penalty kick. You know, we witnessed over here for fans. And uh, Baresi, unfortunately, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, Baresi had a meniscus surgery. He, went up, he came back 20 days after his surgery, 18 days oh to come God. and play the final. This wow. is how, how great Baresi was. Okay. That's a player right there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, we got another good, uh, another funny question. Um, uh, from, from Maria again. She said, uh, which player would you guys want to be quarantined with if you could choose one player, if you could be stuck with them, and which player would you not want to be quarantined with? I'd probably, if I had to go first, I'd probably want to be quarantined with Balotelli. I feel like Balotelli's a lot of fun and you can never get tired of him. I feel like he always has something to do or so, a funny prank to do. And who wouldn't you want to be quarantined with? I? Someone boring. Ugh, I don't know. That's a problem. Come on, put somebody on the spot. <laughs> Come on, I know you got a name. You're just scared to say no, no, it. No, I don't. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a player that doesn't do anything. Or I feel like that just goes home right after training. Like Andreva, Andreva. I probably wouldn't want to. I feel like Andreva just goes home, doesn't do anything, Dude, barely laughs. Have you seen have you seen Andreva? He's been working out with his wife. Jacked with his wife. They're I have I have mine. Go on. Who is it? I, I would want to go, uh, what is it, quarantine with Papu Gomez. The guy has a lot of fun dancing and okay. he's singing and stuff, doing his live. And I wouldn't want to quarantine with Ronaldo. The guy would put me in fucking so much <laughs> shape. I don't even know. I'll be coming out like a, a chiseled Greek god. And, uh, That's good, though. I wouldn't be able to eat. We wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to do anything. So, Cristiano Ronaldo, I'm sorry. I'm not quarantining with you. Anto. <laughs> hey, Cassano. He you know, if you don't have fun with Cassano, there is nobody more funny with that, that than Cassano. I gotta tell you something. Number one, who would I, I wanna be in quarantine with? I, I know, I know who you're gonna say. But just tell me then. Maybe is it Spalletti or Conte? Oh, but it's not a player. Okay, Spalletti. fair uh, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I will say Conte. Conte was a. <laughs> no, what player? Player. 
Yeah, but Kogba is an actual player now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you. He has to be an AC Milan player or has to no, be? Anybody. No, anybody. Okay, so, um, you know, I don't, I mean, stack, I don't even want to say I don't like it. I just don't like Screener. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The guy the guy's, never smiles. I like his interplayer. I like his interplayer too. Okay, okay. What else? He could be an interplayer, but he never smiles. I think the guy's too serious about it. You know, he, I don't think like someone that is having, you know, he can actually have fun in a real life, you know? That's funny. That was very funny how Screener just popped up in your mind. He doesn't smile. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't smile hmm. i would obviously choose uh to get quarantined with i was stuck between either pirlo or del piero hmm. Pir, pirlo because um he picked casano pirlo because um like i feel like i would want to deep dive into his mind like i feel like if i'm quarantined with that guy i will get some stuff out of him yeah. even though he seems like very yeah. contained Pirlo is not going to say more than five words to you. <laughs> Maybe to you. Yeah. And, and not quarantined with. Um, I feel like I wouldn't want to be quarantined with Balotelli. I think shit's going to get crazy. He's going to like light off a firework. You're not, not going to be bored, though. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I like to be bored. Balotelli is going to flip you around. You will yeah. not believe it. You're going to beat me up. Flipping the flipper. You're going to have the chain. In. You know you know, what would be funny to, to be quarantined with, too? Vieri. Get it. Oh, yeah. Hey, we'll say, hey, shave like a bumper. <laughs> like a bumper. Okay. That's funny. But All right, I, we got, we got another. For you, you need to shave. And if you get a shave, shave like a bumper. <laughs> oh. we, uh, <laughs> we, we got another, uh, another good question. I like this. And this one was actually on my mind yesterday as I was doing research for our interviews. Um, I, you know, I, I was diving deep into old interviews and then you stumble upon highlights while you're looking. Um, and I stumbled across the highlights. So this question was, who do you think is going to be the next Italian star and why? And since I posed the question, I'll give you guys a second to think. Mine is Zagnolo. And like I said, he somehow came up while I was searching with Cutrone and stuff. And I was just watching a video of him. And I just, I saw the elegance that he has in his game. And there really is a beauty about it. He's a big You mean the Italian player. national team star, Marco? Say it again. The Italian national team star because Zaniolo is actually a star right now. It doesn't have to be uh, on the future. He's already a star. I would I would consider Zaniolo not a star yet. I mean, it depends what you classify, but I think they mean like who's going to become potential. like a, a symbol. Yeah, is was my interpretation of it, and I think Zaniolo for the physical characteristics he has, um, just how he looks as a character, and how technically skilled he is for such a big player. He's really skilled, and I think you could go a long way with that. And he's super young. Mm. Pete, you got somebody in mind? Uh, well, the first one that comes is uh, Tonali. I mean, he's adjusted to Serie A very, very well. Um, you know, Brescia's not necessarily having a great season at the bottom of the table, but you've seen uh, what he's able to do. And he is, you know, he's, I think he, it's really hard to understand what exact position. And we, I think a lot of people said, oh, because he looked like Pirlo, he would be a perfect regista. But I think during the season, we've seen him be more of a mezzala, box-to-box, and he has great technique, but also great physical uh, ability. And the guy can also shoot, and yeah, I think he can be an all-around great midfielder for the, for the future. And then, obviously, depends where he goes. If it's Juventus, Inter, Milan, Roma, Fiorentina, who knows? 
about me? Is that my turn? Yep. Yeah, go on, Tom. I'll tell you what. Unfortunately, this guy plays for Inter, but I really like the way he plays. Okay? It's Barella. I like that guy. You know, I used to follow him very carefully when he was in Cagliari. What a different maker. That guy, he does a lot of dirty work. And he's got feet. He's got speed. He's got intelligence. He's got it all. The guy's a full package. A guy, I mean, Sensei, I haven't seen him much because he's been injured on and off. And yeah. I, don't think he, I haven't seen him on the pitch. But Barella, oh, my God. It's not a regista. Don't get me wrong. But he's one of the cleanest players. I would say it's a, a refined. It's like Gattuso. He had no skills. He was like a bull everywhere trying to fight everybody. But this Barella, it's like Gattuso. All, all refined from the from the debris and the scraps. Just like a perfect, <laughs> a perfect definition of a midfielder that is, it's a, it's a, an attacking midfielder, a defensive midfielder. He can do it all. He can do it all. You can plug Barella in any position on the on the team. He can do it all. We we have we have a Greek question actually that I just popped up. I don't want Mike to look because I want to try to pronounce the guy's name. And this is this is this is a a very Peter and Mike question mm. for for multiple reasons well, the intelligent question then, right? mm-hmm. peter's Not a great a name, intelligent so. question uh he says what do you guys think about simikas oh, to inter yeah michael this is there's never been a yeah. more you moment on this podcast yeah. than this right I now inter and greek yeah wait a minute it's it pass or sinikas no it's it pass is a tennis player is that what i said no no a little bit this is a guy My that bad. plays for Olympiacos, left back, Costas, Tsimikas. It's a left back. If it's left back, what the hell are we going to bring him over? <laughs> he's a left back. But he's yeah, that's a, that's a classic Antonio dad joke right there. I haven't, I haven't, watched, I haven't watched a lot of Olympiacos games because of Serie A and stuff, taking up a lot of time. But uh, I do watch a good amount, especially European games, Champions League, Europa League. And Tsimikas, this guy's like 23 years old. He's probably the best Greek talent right now. He's so good. He was playing well against Bayern Munich, playing well against Arsenal. This guy has no fear. Since, like, the last Greek player that I could see that was very promising was probably Manolas, was the last one from what I've seen. And this guy seems to be, like, the next guy. Uh, he knows how to dribble. He knows how to defend. He knows how to attack. Amazing crosses. And this guy's just fearless. He's so young and hungry. Napoli and Inter actually uh, linked to him right now. They wanted to try to get him in January, but... Olympiacos denied it to keep him for the rest of the season. But I do think he said he outbound in the summer, and uh, whoever gets him, I think, is going to be really lucky. He, he's, he's so good. Whenever I see him, I've never seen a bad game from him. Boys, we just got his agent on the line right here. He's good. I'm telling you, he's good. He's very Pete, good. Hey. No, Pete, you, you, do you know him at I'm all? not too familiar with him, so I guess I have to do some research. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got to take a look into him. But it could be a position that, you know, we would definitely yeah. look into. We need that, That's been a position since Roberto Carlos when he left the Inter. Uh, Inter never really been able to get a, a solid left back. Um, like Zanetti, for, Zanetti, for the most part, uh, filled that role, but he was a natural right-footed player. Asamo, unfortunately, he's not, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's uh, be honest. or Not even close. I mean, uh, but, you know, we, we definitely need a left back. Uh, Asamo has been injured. He's getting older, so. A, a nice, left wing uh, back too. A left wing back yeah. would be interesting because he's very attacking too. So I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see where he goes. We have one last question that I'm seeing over here. It's for it's for Antonio, um, and Marco says, Anto, if you became the owner of AC Milan, 
how would you and what would you do running the club? Oh boy, that's a good question. You all play from I, bodies. <laughs> okay, I will start. I will start with the uh, with uh, the direzione tecnica. Definitely, Maldini will be on my plans. That's number one. I will try to bring Ancelotti too into the the picture. That's number two. And uh, I will just uh, have a few people uh, scouting for uh, for talent. So you know, actually, of course, I'm going to redo the team from scratch. You know, Anto, where are you putting these scouts though? Where are you going to put them? What cities or countries? What city? I'm going to have a couple, a couple in uh, Argentina, Brazil, uh, and uh, all. But the rest, uh, I will. I like to scout them all the talent that we have in Italy because uh, I believe that the youths, <laughs> like we always said that. I think we have so much talent in Italy that uh, we are wasting so much time and money looking for uh, for uh, the perfect uh, foreigner to, to join into the or non-Italian. Put it this way: I should have said that word too. The per, the, the, the non, the, you know, the, this uh, king or queen or, that is going to come from I don't know any place else. Greece, the, Greece. The day, those people are getting paid so much money for nothing. For Wait, nothing. but you just you just lost lost your your handout right there. That was that was a perfect pop up for you to say Gasperini. Oh, definitely. Well, well, what did well Gasperini is a dream. Not just you said Ancelotti. But it's everybody's dream. You but, said Ancelotti. But Gasparini already has committed his life to Bergamo. Gasparini, <laughs> Gasparini was offered so many different other coaching jobs and he decided to stay in Bergamo. Yeah, because he didn't want to go to Milan where they're gonna Yeah, go right. He would be so lucky to come to AC Milan, especially if yeah. I'm running the team, because I'm going to give him full, you know, just, hey, you got it all. You don't have the no question asked. You got it all. You, everybody. you just make the team and, uh, you know, I give okay. you 10 years to get them, to give me 10 Champions League and the guy's going to get it back. <laughs> 10 years yeah. for 10 Champions League. You, got, you can't even get in for next year. How are you going to have 10 then? <laughs> Pete. You should be the last one talking because you have the best coach on your hands. You didn't give him three weeks. You fired the coach. You That's fired the best coach. Nah, I was a be- now you're crazy. Best coach. He, first off, it was a different Inter back then. So I do agree that we didn't give him enough time. But then it just didn't work. He's not. He needed more uh, experience. Atalanta maybe in Champions League. Now he has that extra experience that now he can maybe go to a bigger team. But when he was still with Genoa... And, uh, you know, his, his team played well, yes, but he didn't have the experience to be able to manage certain top players. And it's, it's a lot of times as a coach, it's not so much what you can do on, on the tactical board, but it's how you manage your players, star players especially. You know, Allegri, for example, I think he's by far a great tactician, don't get me wrong, but he's a very good man management or yeah. man manager like Mourinho and like many others. Ancelotti is another one. He's a stiff. That guy's a stiff. Let me tell you something. Allegri, Allegri can only be coaching team like Juventus, where you have to be a soldier, you know, like you're in the army. I said, this is where you get it, what I want you to do. You cannot deviate. You cannot even dream. You cannot even... Uh, <laughs> you have to be a robot. For Allegri, you have to be, okay, hey, this is your truck. So I don't want you to get off the truck. You get off the truck a little bit, you get beat up. So you have to have uh, uh, coaches like they, they, uh, they uh, you know... Uh, they encourage, you know, the fantasy player to put the fantasy and all their talent into the field. No strict rules. I said, this, I don't want you to go from here to here. Or just if you go from here to there, you're going to be punished. You're going to be sitting on the bench. I like this one of those, uh, you know, uh, uh, army general. 
You don't need people like that. You just need somebody that is a lot more relaxed. I don't see Gasparini screaming and yelling. You see Gasparini, nice. Oh. Uh, look, Conte. Conte is like someone that even before the game started, he works out a sweat. The guy's a mess. What about Gattuso? Gattuso is right in between. Gattuso is little by little learning how to be, how to be more of a, uh, of a motivator, but without making so much, so much, uh, uh, you know, a hand gesture or screaming and yelling. It's just put his hands in his pocket. He's still yelling. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got two. I got two more things. I got two more things, and we could end. Uh, this is for you, Antonio. Just to build off that, I was gonna add it in. So you said Ancelotti, and then you said Gasperini. If we're in your room, you're, you're the, the owner of Milan. I'm sitting at your table right now. I got Ancelotti in front of me, and I got Gasperini in front of me. You have to pick one of them to run the club. Money is not an object. Who are you picking? Well, I like Gasperini. Not because I don't like Ancelotti. If I have to really be choosing one of them, I'll take Gasperini. Okay, respect. I, I appreciate you giving me an answer. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Okay, last thing. Last thing that I have, and if you guys have any other topics or whatever, that's cool. Yeah. Um, France football released the highest paid coaches in the world. Mm-hmm. And the second that I saw this, I instantly thought about you, Antonio. Um, now, before we get into this, this is highest paid, not just salary by the club. I want to make this very clear for France football. They are putting everything into account. How much the player makes every single year, sponsorships, endorsements, all this kind of stuff. Coach, player or coach? Coach, coach, coach. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have a guess, but the top three is Diego Simeone, number one. Guardiola? No, no. Diego Simeone. Simeone. Simeone at 40 million a year. Wow. 40 million a year before before taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, and this is the one I was waiting for. This is... Antonio Conte at 30 million a year. What a waste. What a waste. This money thrown into the garbage. Number number three is um Pep Guardiola mm. at 27 million. Wow. Number four is Klopp at 24. Mourinho, um, number five at 23 million. Wow. Zidane uh in fifth. Um, I mean they were tied. They were tied on 23 million. Then Valverde 19. Canavado, our boy Canavado, 14 million a year. What about um, and then Allegri at 13 and a half million. Gasparini probably one one and a half million. The guy doesn't play for money. The guy doesn't play. He's he's nowhere he's nowhere on this yeah, list, Gasparini. You know why? Because people with talents they don't coach for money. Okay, just a bunch of loose. I mean, hey, listen, Simeone for me, not that they deserve 40 million, but he's one at the top. Yeah, talking talking about you get so mad at Conte for jumping around. Simeone jumps around more than anybody. Yeah, but Simeone, Simeone, when he jumps around, he makes his jump count. <laughs> okay. Was he jump scotch? Was he Conte jumps like a stupid uh, cricket or shrimp. He jumps <laughs> on the frying pan. He, he goes into the fire. So all his jumping is for nothing. The guy makes people more nervous than anything else. Simeone, when you see him jumping. He jumps. Was <laughs> <laughs> okay. he hopscotch? Do you think he's hopscotch? <laughs> Simeone is a jumper. Okay? <laughs> and I'm a flipper. <laughs> you are a flipper. Conte, forget about it. Uh, 
I, to be honest, I hope, I, I hope you understood what I saw, what I told you right now, right? Um, we're, we're still trying to decipher it. Yeah. Okay, so j listen, you can be jumping and make things happen, or you could be jumping and make things worse. So the first one, okay. the second one is, okay? P, P, what do you think about this list? Your buddy uh, Conte, who... Um, obviously I don't want to remind you of, uh, the things that happened, knocked out of champions league, not in first place in their first year. And I felt like a little bit, you felt like maybe certain things. Do you think that he deserves to be the second highest paid coach in the world? I mean, deserves is, is a questionable, uh, term compared to, compared but, to every coach in the world. Do you think he's the second best? Um, listen for what he's able to do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> Mike, listen to me. Antonio Conte, the players that he has compared to the players that Simeone has, compared to the players that Pep Guardiola has, Klopp has, yes, what he's been able to do as a career, I believe he does deserve to be up in the top five. Um, he's number two right now, so be it. Uh, Zhang has the money they can spend. They're willing to spend. They want to get their guy, and I give credit to... Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, 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 easy, easy. What did he do? He did not. I mean, what did he do? He won no with Juventus. They had no bodies. Wait. He won with Chelsea the first year. Wait, whoa, 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 So far, what has he done for Inter? He's, oh, he's out of the Champions League. It's number three or number four on the Italian Championship. He's probably not going to go move forward on the UEFA League. The guy's a waste. A how waste. is it a waste? You can't determine it based on one year. Klopp took how many years before he won a Champions League? With all the you just said you wanted to give Gasparini 10 years. But Listen 10 Champions me. Leagues. In 10 Listen years. to me. With all the players that this guy here has. It's Who? What does he have? That is, you can say, oh, my God. Right now, we're national, creating the team. Two national teams sitting on the bench and another three national teams on the field. Yeah, but look at Juventus. Juventus has a better team. But Juventus is not getting the second high-page coach. Sadi's not even in the top Wait, 20 over here. Listen, the reason why they haven't got the second highest coach because they wanted Guardiola. Guardiola said no. If Guardiola was there, he would have been a higher than he would have been higher than than Conte. Listen, that doesn't make sense. If Guardiola is free, they're gonna sign Guardiola. Who? Juventus. Listen, but you're telling me you're telling me that based off of what. And now I'm, I'm, I've always been a guy that likes Conte, but I like Conte to an extent. I think that in Europe, he has his limitations. And I think that he does create excuses for himself and problems where there doesn't need to be. And I think sometimes he values too much the hard work than the good players. But having said that, 30 million for him, in my opinion, is pretty crazy. And to see him above some of these guys who have legitimately won in other places. And I understand your point that they've won with money behind them. I, and I get that. I think it's, I think it's valid. But to me, yeah. 30 million for Conte is pretty crazy. For someone that never invented anything, he copied Gasparini, actually, this guy here. And he actually doesn't even know to copy because copying, all you do, you take a nice piece of a paper, like a transparent paper, and you trace. You trace an app. <laughs> the guys aren't even capable to trace. Maybe it's dyslexic. And maybe the guy can see anything. Maybe this guy's not even good. Like, a, you know, when you're, when you're growing up like a, a young kid, you've been given a coloring book and you, they tell you, hey, with the color, stay inside the line. Don't get off the line. You've been giving shapes, and you have to just fill up the shapes with the color. These guys are not even capable to do that. So let me just tell you something. Conte is a waste, okay? He might be a nice guy, but, you know, it's not, it's not deserving of the $30 million, uh, 
uh, dollar that is being given. Okay, okay. Nothing, uh, nothing personal with you. You know that. Oh, it's not my money. Oh, I know it's not your money. That's <laughs> not your money, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Guardiola, Guardiola deserve for me, Guardiola should be number one. I'll tell you the reasons why. And Gasparini may be number two. All right, let's put it this way. <laughs> Let me tell you why I like Guardiola. I saw games of Barcelona played 10 years ago when Guardiola starting all of this tick attacker stuff. He was, you're right, an horizontal game, left to right, left to right, left to right. And then between Xavi and Iniesta, they make everything happen. And uh, Villa. So everything, all of a sudden, from the left to right, right to left, left, left to right, right to left, the ball goes in, inside over there. And uh, the people, the, the people are like frozen over there, either Messi scoring or Xavi scoring or Iniesta scoring mm -hmm. or anybody. A anybody could have scored in Barcelona. It was not just one player scoring all the goals. Number one. Number two, the ticket attacker that Barcelona... Uh, that, that, that was implemented in Barcelona by Guardiola. When you get to see, when you get to see Barcelona, I mean, Manchester City under uh, the, the leadership of, uh, of Guardiola, you see the way the tiki-taki has changed. It's no, it's no more left to right, left to right, left to right. It's no more that stuff. It's just more vertical. They do some minor left, left and right, left and right. But then all of a sudden, everybody coming into the middle, to the middle, to the middle, to the middle. So uh, what does that tell you? That the guy... He does, he has a system and he just implements the system and he adapted the system to the player that he has. Okay? So new players, same system, but different, different strategy. And I'm sure he uses a different strategy for every team that he's facing. Mm -hmm. This guy is not a stiff like Conte. Conte is this, this three, five, two. It's always going to play the same nonsense and it's so boring. But, you know, Guardiola and Gasperini, you see a, a little difference. You see things happening right there, changing on the, on the, on the spot right there. So look at that. Look what he's doing right now. So you can see immediately what's going on. So with this uh, Conte, it's like you're watching uh, the grass grow. Okay? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Anything else you guys uh, got in your mind? Any topics? Anything that you've been thinking about? No. Oh, wait, I, I, will say, I, will, Just... I will say a few, few things. Uh, you know, we, we are friends over here. Okay, we have Joe Barone is one of our best friends of here. We, uh, you know, uh, he's the captain of the Brook. I mean, he used to be the, the president of the Brooklyn Italian. Okay. Uh, I'm actually happy to be part of the organization, uh, you know, part of the over 50 uh, team. And, uh, you know, we're very happy that he's in Florence, not right now with the circumstances of the coronavirus and uh, well, with whatever is going on over there. And I want to remind everybody that Joe has got a very talented son. His, son, his name is Joey like he's uh, the junior. And uh, he was picked up by, Ber by Perugia, as everybody knows. And right now he's uh, a little injured from what I understand. But um, maybe this kid here, uh, I might have to make a few phone calls. I want him to come to AC Milan because they took Cutroni away from us. Right, Joe, you took Cutroni away from AC Milan, but uh, I think I'm going to exploit your son to make him become a superstar playing for AC Milan. I'm sure he'll oh. like that for sure. Yeah, oh. he, uh, Joey is coming back from injury too. We actually, we were actually talking to him the other day. Check your phone, Antonio. Check your phone. Yeah. Yeah? Why? He sent us a picture. Just check it. Keep going. And uh, yeah, we actually, like you said, he was at uh, Perugia. Do you see the picture or no? Let me see. Hold on. <laughs> he was going to do it. <laughs> uh, what, what do you send me? On WhatsApp. Check WhatsApp. Uh, pop, 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 pop. here you go. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. He's that's wearing... Joey. Here you go. Yeah, that's yeah, he's wearing a culture shirt. Oh, look at that. There. He's wearing the culture shirt. Yeah. Hey, this guy. Oh, doesn't he? Doesn't Joey looks like uh, Dybala? 
That's what everybody Everyone said. That. Everybody okay. commented that. This guy is like the Dybala, the, 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 he's Dybala number two. Maybe it's, maybe it's going to be just as good or better than Dybala. Who knows? Dybala number one. So, uh, hey, Joey, if you're watching the podcast, I mean, I'm watching you on the, on the exercise bike over here. If you watch the podcast, I'm going to tell you something. Tell your father that what he did with Kutrone, he took it away from, uh, from AC, I mean, not from AC Milan. It was on what? West Ham over there? Wolves, Wolves, yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know how much I was against for AC Milan to give up on, uh, on Kutrone. But, uh, uh -huh. You know, I want you to, to be... Okay, I'm sure the age, hey, uh, Marco. Do you know that if uh, which fan is that? I'm sure it's a Juventus fan. If his father is a Juventus fan, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm, not I'm not sure. I know his, his brother, his brother Sal's a Milan fan, but I don't oh, know what Joey great. is. So if his brother Sal is a Milan fan, then maybe Joey is a Milan fan. So, uh, sure. I have to talk to uh, someone on AC Milan, uh, Joey. We'll get you in over there, okay? And I like your shirt, man. I like your <laughs> shirt. So, uh, hey, anything Joey, else? No, Joe, if you listen to the podcast, I said we're pulling for you, okay? We just, uh, we know how hard you're working. I know that you, uh, you did a big fundraising for all the, uh, you know, the people in trouble over there with the coronavirus. You're a nice guy. Actually, one of the best guys uh, that moved in Italy. I mean, we miss you over here in the United States, but, uh, you know, we want you uh, to, to call us when you come back over here because we need to get together and uh, we'll get you on the podcast. We, know, we like to know uh, from you one-on-one uh, -on -one what you think about uh, so many different things, okay? Pete, anything on your mind? No, I'm just, like I said, day to day. You know, I hope everybody stays safe. You know, uh, does the, the right precautions. If you have to go out, that you, you, you take care and be careful. And, you know, hopefully the Serie A season and, and soccer and life really can get back to normal. That's yeah. what counts. I agree. And I just want to issue a, a couple thank yous real quick. Um, we didn't get to say it. I mean, we did say it uh, a couple times, but again, for everybody that watches the podcast, the first podcast since then, the money that we raised for the Canavado, um fundraiser was absolutely incredible. We never thought we were going to reach anything close to that. Um, and Canavado was extremely grateful and we wouldn't have all these opportunities to speak with him, um, to speak with all the other players and have all these doors open if it wasn't for you guys who helped donate and who helped build this community. And the one thing he told me was, you know, he kept talking about being a team and being united in this moment. And he was really appreciative to see the IFTV community. So what he told us, he couldn't believe how united we were um, to help do this. So, so thank you to all of you who helped donate. Even if you didn't you know, buy a shirt directly, if you helped spread the news, if you helped share it, if you helped bring yeah. some awareness to it. Just um, the support in general, like, like Marco was saying, without you guys, we wouldn't be nothing. We're just here, you know, having the platform. You guys are the one that's liking it, sharing it, supporting. So like you guys are the number one fan. That's why we always do this podcast. We always post content. That's why Antonio always wants to be on a podcast because uh, you guys are number one. Right, Anto? Uh, number two, because Gasparini is number one. That's right. <laughs> Listen, Listen to, finish, to finish, you know that when you're watching the podcast, you're rating you're, you're with five stars, number one. Number two, for all the young kids that they're dating with a girlfriend. So I know it's going to be rough right now. You can have really kissing each other and do all of that little, that little nonsense. Oh, but... Focus on focus on your homework. Keep keep watching the podcast or listen to the podcast while you're doing the homework. Just listen to your parents. Don't go don't go out. Don't think that you're too young to catch the coronavirus. And even if you catch the coronavirus, you're gonna you're gonna beat the coronavirus. I gotta tell you something. I've been hearing news that even young people are affected. So uh, don't uh, don't get a little fresh and don't get too much ahead of yourself. Number one. Number two. Listen to your parents. Okay, if you are. Uh, under 20 or under 19, whatever. I don't even know if you guys are listening anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> listen to your parents. 
and believe it or not, me that I'm the grown up over here, I'm wound up, uh, I've been forced to be listening to my son. <laughs> so instead of <laughs> son what to do, no, it's my son telling me and my wife what to do. We are under siege over here. Good. So he's house, right. My wife, he's right. We're under house arrest. So apparently he's the smart one, and me and my wife with the dummies over here. So uh, <laughs> keep up with good work, stay safe, okay? And uh, wash your hands, okay? Yeah. Wash your hands all the time. Me, I wash my hands close to 15, 20 times a day. I have no more skin left. Look at this. <laughs> I'm washing my bones. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Okay? Keep washing your hands. Take a shower. If you go out, take all your clothes, throw them on the washer. You know, those particles, I said, they call it the invisible enemy. It's true. It's invisible. Nobody knows where it is. The only way that we can do, we can just try to, to fight, just imagining where it can be uh, settling. Maybe it's on your clothes. Maybe it's on your shoes. Maybe it's on your, uh, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. okay. Good. And so, hopefully we can do this again. This was actually pretty fun. You guys uh, knew how to work this. So it was easier than we thought. And it was pretty fun. Even though we're not all here, we still managed to make it work. And you know what? Listen, this is a shout out to all the mothers and to all the wives, especially my wife. She has to put up with me. She must be a saint. Yeah. Okay? That's a very hard job. Somebody like me. She they should change the San Nicola to your right. wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, listen, let me tell you something about my wife. My wife is a tough cookie. My wife, she doesn't uh, <laughs> she, she looks nice. She's nice, but she's not an easy deal, an easy person. So uh, for her, to be able to put up with somebody like me, I give it a big uh, shout out because- We I'm, all do. You all do? Okay. We I, all do. I'm not an easy person, but uh, I think my wife, little by little, she, get, she gets to know, she's getting to understand why I come to the podcast, why I spend my time with a bunch of bastards like you. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, you know, she, at the end, she's getting to appreciate that- uh, this thing here is nothing but benefiting the, the people that are like soccer, the sport, and the, the young kids. Because, uh, you know, not only we, we talk about sports, we, we give guidance to the young kids. In other words, do nice, be nice, listen to your parents, and uh, do the homework, do well at school, do your, uh, be careful, study for your midterm, for your final, and all the stuff, and, uh, and be respectful of the people uh, uh, older than you and the younger, uh, younger people as well. As the, funny, the funniest and best thing I think I heard all quarantine was Antonio, you calling us the other day and saying all the times that I've complained about coming to the studio, I would stay there for five days straight if it meant I got out of here. <laughs> Good. All right, guys. Yeah, Bro, awesome. And also my last thank you is to you, Antonio, and to Peter. Uh, stay safe. Thank you for coming on. I know the people really appreciate it. Uh, they've been really wanting to hear from everybody. So I think this is a nice thing. Yeah. Bye. Our pleasure. Cool. All right, guys. Ciao, guys. We'll see you. Ciao, guys. Ciao. Stay safe.